Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, we are joined by Lindsay Bauer, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, just like me, except she specializes in something that I don't specialize in, which is supporting people who are struggling with fertility, who have experienced pregnancy loss, and who are embarking on a pregnancy journey. Mm -hmm. And so she is here this week with us answering some of my listener questions that have to do with how all of that can impact our relationships. Of course, when we are talking about these things, a lot of challenging feelings might come up. So just a heads up that we are talking about topics that tend to be upsetting. And so if any part of this feels upsetting to you at any point, feel free to switch to another one of the episodes or move on to something else that feels good for you. But I just wanted to give that little heads up before we dive in. And the other heads up I want to give is even if you yourself are not struggling with this, I still think that listening this week can be incredibly helpful because what we are going to be giving advice on is how you can support people who are going through a tough time, even if it's not necessarily pregnancy related. And we're going to be talking about what you can do for yourself when you're going through that tough time as well. Again, These questions are going to be directed towards pregnancy-related things and fertility. And at the same time, something that we discussed yesterday is that a lot of them are really very universal. So we are going to hop into the listener question today, which is about masturbation, actually. And what the listener was interested in knowing is whether or not masturbating could impact fertility. It kind of depends on who's asking this question, but I will say, again, I am not a medical doctor, so I want to make that very clear. And my answers to this may still not be what your doctor would answer or recommend. So that would be something to reach out to a fertility doctor. But from a sperm standpoint, there is no direct link from masturbation and how often to infertility. Actually, there's not really many answers when it is sperm related as to infertility. And that can be very frustrating and leave a lot of couples in an unknown place. Like, what do we do next? But specifically with masturbation, the only time this can come into question is fertility treatment. So if you're already going through the process, Sometimes doctors say for sperm quality and high concentration levels to not masturbate. I think it might be around two, maybe even five days, depending on the individual. That way, if they're collecting sperm specimen for artificial insemination of any sort, the sperm has to go through a wash. So it's better to have the highest concentrated sperm levels. But in terms of does it affect fertility there's no direct link. For the uterus, 
if somebody's asking this question from that standpoint, again, there's no direct link. So if you're embarking on fertility treatments, I personally have not been said that you cannot masturbate. It won't affect if you're going through egg retrieval process, you are trying to get your follicles and your ovaries stimulated. I still was, it was never mentioned, no masturbation, no sex, no penetration, but masturbation has been cleared. So the verdict is that you can masturbate if you are trying to get pregnant and that that's not going to have any big impact or any impact at all on whether or not there is going to be a fertility issue. Something I wanted to go back to was that you brought up uncertainty. And I think that within this question from the listener, I could hear maybe this desire for certainty that often people don't have when it comes to figuring out what's happening as they're struggling with infertility. And so I'm curious about your thoughts about certainty, how it impacts people in relationships, how much of it there is and isn't. The entire infertility process is very uncertain. There's so many unknowns. And in terms of diagnostics, the biological male process There are so many unknowns. There aren't a lot of answers. The female biological diagnostics, there are more direction and answers to that. So I don't know if there needs to be more science in that realm. And the impact this can have on relationships is that sometimes the biological females can feel a little bit like it's their fault because fingers can be pointed more at them and they do become the identifying patient. Yeah, that's really challenging. And so sometimes there's this uncertainty which leads people to feel pretty anxious. And then at other times there might be a feeling of certainty because of a diagnostic or something like that. And that might lead to blame or to guilt. Even if their biological male is the person who they're saying this is the cause of infertility, Like I said, the biological female still goes through a lot of procedures, the medications, the injections, the appointments. So there can tend to be an imbalance in the relationship as they journey through this process and and try to work towards answers. This brings up a really good thing for us to think about, which is that when couples are going through a tough time together, and this is something that I talk about with couples a lot, when there's a lot of stress, Couples either do really well with that by coming together and kind of looking at what the solutions can be, how they can support each other, or they start to try to point fingers. Mm -hmm. And so I know we started with a question about masturbating, (laughs) but I think it leads us to a bigger question, which is when you're going through a hard time with another person, the human condition kind of leads us to start trying to look for who's at fault. Mm -hmm. And we might think, well, maybe it's because our partner is masturbating too much and they've damaged their sperm, or maybe it's because something's wrong with me and something is going on with my body that makes it so that I'm not able to go through this process. And something I think is really important for couples to hear while they're listening to this or for people who are supporting someone that's going through this is that this puts a lot of stress on the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that if you start looking to blame either yourself or your partner, it makes the entire process much, much harder. And so I'm curious if what you see with your patients, if what you see in your own life, if 
you've seen what people do well. So if they're not mm. looking to blame, if they're not looking to point fingers, what is it that they're doing instead? So I'll start with personally. My partner and I are feeling the stress big time. And we find ourselves in an argument, very normal. The stress stretches us thin and it happens. But we end up saying, either one of us, our favorite line is, we are going through a really hard time. We're not supposed to be equipped for this right now. It's okay that we're not our loveliest selves. And that right there takes it from you're bothering me or pissing me off or to blame to this situation is to blame. This situation is really heavy. And so professionally as well, I try to get couples to recognize they're trying to find an answer. They're trying to make sense out of something pretty painful. I mean, this is, it could be a loss and a, a dream that is not coming true for them. And we want to make sense out of that. So sometimes almost uh, directing it to a higher being or the universe, or if you believe in a specific faith, that it's beyond us. This isn't a pointing finger type of situation and it won't help to find solutions by just pointing a finger. Yeah, I think that was so beautiful. And I think that there's a couple really important takeaways from this question, which was kind of like a short and sweet <laughs> question at first, but I think it had so much in it, which is number one, I think the very direct answer is no, masturbation isn't going to cause fertility issues that perhaps later down the road, your doctor might ask you to stop masturbating for the sperm collection and all of that, but that overall not impacting fertility. Mm -hmm. The second piece is that there's a ton of uncertainty in all of this, and that can cause people a lot of stress and that even when there is certainty, sometimes that can lead to feeling like you want to blame the other person or like you want to blame yourself. Mm -hmm. And you just gave the most beautiful answer about what people can do instead. So mm -hmm. what they can do instead is they can see it as a problem that they're facing together. Mm -hmm. That whenever they start to become more individualistic about it, I'm doing all of this and you're doing nothing, or this is your fault, or this is my fault and it's all because of me and there's no way you're ever gonna forgive me or, or whatever it is that couples start to say in these situations, that what they can do instead is to stop action and to say, we are trying to solve this problem together. Mm -hmm. This is really painful for us. Let's lean into our sensitivity to each other and let's look at it as us against the issue mm -hmm. instead of us against each other. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.